So you would have drunk text him about the chicken. I did drunk text him about the chicken. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And welcome to Big Facts, No Cap, the podcast for people who get FOMO and people who say no homo. I think first person to get the name right. I'm also one of your biggest fans. That's true. This was actually a fan raffle competition. that <laughs> I entered won. extensively. And this was the only entry. <laughs> so. Big Facts. No. Cap. It's unclear to me if I'm supposed to be talking or not. Yeah, now we just start and do whatever you want. I can say whatever I want. Whatever you want. This is my this is my platform. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you want to put it <laughs> that I would way. encourage you not to go no, on okay. like any really racist rants or anything. I think me and Adrian would prefer nothing too controversial. We're yeah, we're not we're not as Joe Rogan as you want us to be. I wasn't planning I mean, I wasn't planning on going on like a racist rant, but I was planning on just like focusing in on Adrian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems racist. That feels racist. <laughs> Yeah, you can say anything you want, but nothing that hurts our feelings. Those are mostly the rules. Okay, that's fair. Um, I will say, Adrian told me to come with my critiques of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I realized that I'm very biased in my perception of the podcast, which is that, like, I love Adrian, and Paul, I don't know you very well, so most of my critiques were focused on you. Oh, So, um, just like a, a warning. All right, well, let's go into grievances. Uh, <laughs> this is Amelia. She is a friend, first and foremost. And then a colleague, and then also a homeless person on the street, an unhoused person. Do you want more of an introduction? Do you want me to say anything else about you? No, all I want is for you to call me a friend. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that was it. And then if you do, want you want to say it again that I'm your friend? No, it's st- it's still recorded. Oh. <laughs> we can we can play it back. Friend first and foremost. Friend first and foremost. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to say anything else to introduce yourself? Do you want to, any identifiers or any uh key? Be- no, in fact, I'd, I'd like probably like to go by an assumed name. Okay. You can call oh. me Camellia. <laughs> okay. I don't know if anyone will be able to figure out who I am from that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want us to deepen your voice too? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I want you to run my voice through okay. a like voice, uh, like mm-hmm. the like voice changer, mm-hmm. or the one that they make dogs talk like on TikTok. I'd like that. I have not seen that, but that sounds great. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, but I feel like I pull my face away from the mic. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like you gave Doralee a lot of shit for not talking into the mic. And well, I was very she's stressed just, about she, that. It, Doralee does this thing where, like, the things that she does that are annoying feel so purposeful. Like, well, I also feel like she's your sister, right? So, like, <laughs> I feel like her yeah. existence is sometimes annoying to you. Yeah. One time I was in Adrian's car in high school and she spilled sauce all over the seat and she just looked at me and she was just like, we're not going to tell Adrian about this. <laughs> <laughs> At least she wasn't like, that a, was you, Paul. I had a very light tan car. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, if you want to chew, just chew right into that mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> it's good ASMR. Oh, I, um, Amelia has actually touted her ASMR uh, potential before to me. So. Oh, really? Granted, everyone I've done it for hates it and disagrees with my potential, mm. but I believe... You've got a platform right now. So. <laughs> These aren't left-right mics, though, so she can't do, like, the thing where we get, like, a nice stereo effect. I've also never heard an ASMR video, so I really don't know what this, like what it is mm. I'm trying to hit. So I just, like, make weird noises with my mouth. Yeah, that's basically it. That seems like Even ASMR. Even better, that's outsider art. Yeah. 
It's like it's pretty. It's like ASMR for people who like regular ASMR is too mainstream. Mm. Okay. Also, Amelia, you gotta stop looking right at me while we're doing this. Why? It's bugging me out, dog. Why? <laughs> you're so close, and you're looking right at me. I thought that we were having a conversation, and that I should act like normal. And when I'm normal, I look at your face. You stare right at me like this. I don't know. <laughs> I like seeing your eyes, Adrian, and staring deeply into them. Mm. Uh, shout out to Sydney, who in fourth grade told me that I had poop eyes because they're brown. That feels like racism. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, have you ever been it's a, okay. a victim of racism? It's okay. You got addicted to Adderall in high school, so I win. Scratching that. Amelia, have you ever been a victim of racism? I I mean, I don't think so. Maybe. But I don't think... I feel like I'm not... Like, I feel like I've probably more likely been a, like a victim of sexism. But even that, I like don't feel like super confident being like, this was the moment. Because mm. um, I think I generally am just sort of, like... I miss... Like, I feel like I also like never... Like, I'm like, I was never bullied. And I probably was. I just like was too clueless to know that i was being bullied i think um, that was probably like a liz lemon thing where you were the bully oh probably that makes sense no i was gonna say that was my tricky transition i've heard you take issue with our anti-white no i don't i mean i, I take issue in the best possible way i feel like there mm. are many times when adrian is calling me out in a way where i'm like i think i'm well, his friend who does that i'm not calling i don't think <laughs> any of them have been calling you out specifically adrian did tell me he didn't think that i was his most white girlfriend which as a white girl i feel like as a white girl who, like, is a diehard Bachelor lover also. Mm. I feel, like, pretty good about that. No, to be honest, I'm mostly calling out my old roommate because she really just frustrated me a lot. Who Adrian has told me I remind him of on more than one occasion. No, so. I said that you guys would very obviously get along, which I think is slightly different. Adrian, how about your old, <laughs> old roommate? Because wasn't her boyfriend a fan of Joe Rogan? And now we're having Amelia on, who's also a fan of Joe Rogan. No, yeah, yeah. She was also a pretty terrible white person. <laughs> that was the person who I told the, the uh, Romani story about. Oh, where she immediately got offended. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it just jokey energy or do me and Adrian actually go too far making fun of white women? Oh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I also think like, like, I feel like you get what you signed up for, right? Like, mm. I didn't sign up for this. Like, I didn't open this podcast being like, hmm, this will be a critical analysis mm. of like nothing that will hurt my feelings. So like, I want you to punch a little harder sometimes. Ooh. Yeah, me and Adrian That's actually do pull back a lot of our opinions. Like, at the last second, we'll always put a qualifier to explain how, like, you can't judge us for it or we're not bad people. We do need to just be a little more hurtful. <laughs> or we just cut out all the actual, like, Although, stuff. I do feel like anytime you're just like, I'm saying this horrible thing, but I'm not a bad person. Like, I feel like that's something that, like, is the, like, you say something super racist and then you're like, but I'm not a bad person. So, like, I'm allowed to say this. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that, like, saying that qualifier, I don't think that, like, makes it okay, right? No, no. This is why I'm not going to get invited back to the no, podcast. No, no, we're just not trying to get like our inbox filled with letters, and that's how you stop your inbox getting filled. Really, with I feel like you guys are a new podcast. You should be like, this is when you need your inbox filled with letters. That's how you get some views. No, our feelings are hurt very easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. As soon as you said you had critiques for us, I was really scared and worried because I'm very sensitive. Paul and I are very soft boys. So really, we can't I feel handle like that. I like as I'm listening to a podcast, I like send Adrian my like in real time comments most of the time. And if I'm driving while I'm listening, sometimes I pull over or like send him comments at a red light. But other times I like the whole time I'm driving, I'm like, remember this, remember this, remember this. So Adrian, I feel like is used to my comments. That is true. And so if you uh, this is a, a formal space, if you want to get out any more grievances, I think we need to round round back to that. So critique number one, Paul and Phil should have different names because I think it's hard I to agree. I think it's hard to tell them apart. Just like 
they should have names that start with different letters but okay but I will say the fact that Paul he was like talking about his good deal that he got on a Star Wars puzzle at Target and I literally pulled over into a Target because I was like I would love a good Star Wars puzzle and they were no longer on sale so I think if you're going to like advertise things don't get me all hyped up that's my biggest critique so far I still haven't gotten over that one you're right we do have these on a two-week turnaround so I should have mentioned that they probably wouldn't be on sale in two weeks after Black Friday yeah I will say in a later episode I was so I was slightly behind on my podcast and I was re-listening to a bunch to like before we came here um so I actually have my like I have many critiques about your food related episode because that's Ooh, the one I just listened to I would love to hear that um but I listened to that and part of the the one after it where oh the Christmas one where we ju- I just like you just read the advice column and I'm a big fan of the advice column but I didn't hear the actual advice and I'm like super excited to listen the, to that after the this. girl um, the guy whose girlfriend's attracted to Santa or what was our the dear sugar one although Another comment, the fact that when you introduced Dear Sugar, you didn't say that it was Cheryl Strayed. Wild. She's the woman from Wild. As your white woman audience, she is our goddess and we pray to her. Um, Wild is the company that makes the edibles that I like. Is that what you're saying? No. Um, Wild was a book about a white woman who used to have drug problems and then she hiked the PCT to like journey through life. Um, And then Reese Witherspoon brought the rights to the book and did it as a movie. No. Similar vibe, though. Mm. But Cheryl Strait is the author. It's a, a true story. And she's also an advice columnist now. So the fact that that wasn't brought up, which is a key part of the um, wild lore that I think people don't realize. I think that's fair. I think I sometimes don't like that I come in completely unprepared to talk about who the columnist is. And other times I bring in like yeah. a bio. That's it is nice when we actually look at it ahead of time. We made that same, yeah, no, we made the same mistake with, uh, what was it, Andrew W.K., who was apparently also pretty famous. With... I still disagree with Sean about that one. I feel like I, I think I perfectly summed him up, though. Yeah. I feel like mine's not even an opinion thing. It's just that, like, she's, like, this. that's a very cool thing about that advice columnist that was just glossed over in a way that I'm like, oh, we really missed out on a, like, if you're coming to this podcast, I mean, I think people come for different reasons, and some people might be coming to learn. Bias. They might be coming to learn about different advice columnists, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. they really missed a key detail there. I think a lot of our people who would like this show don't know about it, because currently it's people we know listening to this show, but people who are just generally fans of advice columns. I don't know if they've discovered Big Facts No Cap yet. I don't know how we reach those people. What if you guys wrote into an advice column and were like, we have a podcast about advice columns and we don't know how to reach people. How would you recommend we reach people? But mm. I feel like then you would reach the people who like advice That's columns. goddamn genius. That's like the people who clearly Gorilla. go on Shark Tank for free marketing. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know who we would go to. Who do you think would be our uh, best market? We ask it to every advice columnist. That's... <laughs> Ooh, okay. okay. Also, Dan Ooh. Savage. Also, did you know that Dan Savage and Amy of Ask Amy are like BFFs? Because no, but I love that. Right, because they write really different advice columns. So like, they have the same job, so they can be like, "Man, I had a hard advice column today," and they can like drink a beer together. But no newspaper that like writes that includes Dan Savage's is going to also include Ask mm-hmm. Amy. So they're never in competition. Mm. So apparently, they're like old, like longtime BFFs. Ooh, I wonder who Ask Amy's rival is then. Amelia. Not Dan Savage. Are you generally media savvy or did you learn about these people from us? Because I don't know if I would have known about Ask Amy and Dan Savage. She knew Dan Savage. Oh, I knew Dan Savage before. I went through, I lived in Portland for a while. I feel like when you live in Portland, like you get off the airplane and they're like, here's your voodoo donut. Here's your Mm. Stumptown coffee. And here's a Dan Savage article. Oh, I did not know he was from Portland. 
I don't know if he I don't think he is but like we like I feel like it's like we all like you know the GGG abbreviation and like all of his like sex positivity stuff you go to Portland like you go to college in Portland Mm. you know who Dan Savage is I've also read a memoir of his Amelia since day one has been very big about us getting popular by making people angry. oh okay Dan (laughs) Savage that beef with Lindy West pissed me off you're fat phobic and we're coming at you podcast advice column beef i feel like i missed this one there's like an npr episode of this american life you could listen to if you want to hear about dan savage being problematic with how much he used to write about health and fat people i feel like dan savage has gone through many phases i think he's growing as a human and we should allow people the space to grow i don't know if i'd like necessarily want to like sit down and have a beer with i would have i would would definitely have a beer beer with him he seems like i don't know if i'd want to sit down and have a pretty interesting dude (laughs) many years yeah i think he apologized for that like not immediately but like a year or two down the line, he was like, I was in the wrong or something. I don't know. He was like, I grew as a person over the course of a year. That makes sense. People can do that. Other critiques I have is that in the last episode, Paul said that he was a better gift giver than Adrian. And I take serious offense to that because Adrian is an amazing gift giver. Oh. Um, and Paul has never given me a gift. So I would say. Um, Solid argument. Who do, you think sent Adrian, yeah. who do you think sent Adrian to uh, Davis for you? You're welcome, Amelia. (laughs) Adrian is my gift to you. (laughs) He didn't come with a bow, and I only accept gifts that come with a bow. Mm -hmm. It's true. I wasn't dressing gender fluid yet at that (laughs) point, so I was not wearing a bow. I was still Mickey Mousing it. (laughs) I had another critique, which was that in the food episode, you guys made fun of your friend. You made fun of your friend for eating a spoonful of salt, thinking that it was sugar, and you were like, who would ever want to eat a spoonful of sugar? And it's ridiculous because eating a spoonful of sugar is delicious. So that is just categorically wrong that you would not want to do that. Now that's some Mary Poppins bullshit right there. Yeah, <laughs> we literally, we would like, when we were being bad, my mom would give us a spoonful of sugar, and it's like, still she when I'm feeling- She would punish you by giving you a spoonful well, of sugar Well, if we were just like, being like, whiny, she'd be like, eat some sugar, you'll be fine. And- I was. And that led to a lifelong battle with obesity for some of your siblings, I assume. Like, My sister's a ballet dancer, so she's like stick thin. That would like, actually be attempted murder to like do that, that with Adrian. Just... <laughs> <laughs> give him a spoonful of like peanut butter. Like give him some to like actually like, like the same way you do with a dog. I feel like that's a superior option. And a spoonful of peanut butter is dope. Also, your sister being a ballet dancer is also very fascinating. I love that. That's like such a, like what, there's you like what, 20 her, of them in America? How many ballet dancers could there possibly be? <laughs> I mean, how many like nine-year-old ballet dancers are there? Like a bajillion. How many professional ballet yeah. dancers are there? Much fewer. Mm. So don't we have to be like extremely, no yeah, deal. like talented and at like top top percent to make a career out of that? That's we we've only had losers on this podcast. Yeah, we, we I, need, I come from a very a successful family. Love that you're saying that to me and that you think my sister's a winner. I We definitely had no sibling rivalry growing up, so that doesn't, like, hit me right at the core. But uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm joking. I'm you're, your you're, about to, you're about to be a doctor. You're about to be a doctor, and so is Adrian. You guys are clearly winners. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be away. one before him, just putting that out there. She had a head start, but yeah. Whatever. So have you picked which university you're going to? Where's your next home? Ooh, say it really clear into the mic. Oh, <laughs> Is this something we can't talk about? I'm going to be going to the University of Glasgow. No, it's just that I pronounced it Glasgow, Glasgow, which is how like most (laughs) Americans pronounce it. And Adrian sent me the like Twitter thing of like Americans saying Glasgow and it's a picture of a glass cow. And now it really stresses me out to say where I'm going, which is also a like deep seated fear of mine because I used to have a lisp as a child. So I couldn't pronounce my name. 
And when people asked me my name, I knew that I was going to pronounce it wrong. You told me this before. So I would get really stressed out saying my name. And I still, like, even though I can now pronounce my name, when I'm, like, asked to say my name, it's really stressful. So now I have to, like, say my name and where I'm from, and both of those words are going to stress me out. It also doesn't help that your sister is super good at pronunciation. Oh, my God. She's so good, actually. <laughs> like, she is a very good pronunciator. All right, Paul, where are we jumping back in? I think we should probably move on to the topic right about now. Bros. That's probably about right, yeah. God, I prepared my media roundup, too. Oh, we can do a quick media roundup. Paul had nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Amelia, what is your media roundup? It can be from your entire life. Because I was going to say, I literally thought that when you invited me to be the guest this week, I was like, Adrian's inviting me this week because we're a week between Bachelors. So there's been no Bachelor <laughs> episode this week. Mm. So I haven't been able to watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. But... There have been, I have listened to two podcasts about the future contestants on it. One of them was three hours long and one of them Mm -hmm. was like two and a half hours long. So I spent five and a half hours learning about contestants for a reality show Mm -hmm. and I'm hyped. The Bachelor's going to be great this season. Do you want to name those podcasts? Um, One of them is called Chatty Broads. That is my favorite. It is an ex-Bachelorette contestant who is their best contestant and her friend who is equally amazing. Um, and they they are the the show doesn't like them like the mm. Bachelor franchise has like excommunicated them, but the they, bad boys of the Bachelor they have called themselves that <laughs> on more than one occasion. Um, but they're fantastic and they talk about the Bachelor and like make fun of it. The best podcast about the Bachelor, which is um, the Game fact of that Roses. there's more than one. Just oh, there's so mind. many, there's so many. But Game of Roses is the absolute best. Mm. I don't know if there's a huge overlap between your listeners and Bachelor listeners, but I'm going to assume there is. Mm-hmm. Um, Game of Roses treats The Bachelor like a sporting event. So they do like an ESPN style um, recap where they talk about like plays and like who did the best play of the season and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. And it lines up so well with the way that I see The Bachelor. Is this one endorsed officially by the... Uh... No, they also don't like them mm. um, because they, I mean, like they acknowledge that people can actually fall in love on the show because I think it's like a weird situation that like people think that they like is love real whatever but like people think that they fall in love on it and like Mm. in the same way that people think they fall in love in real life but i think the bachelor franchise does not like that they that they break everything down like this is the play that they were doing and like when Mm. they told the story about how like they had brain cancer it was a strategy to win the game and the bachelor's like no they did it for love are the contestants being prodded by the uh are the contestants being prodded by the uh producers or do are they just manipulative enough to bring up their cancer story at the exact right moment to manipulate or is it like the producers are like this is where you should say <laughs> I mean, I think it it's a... so that they fall in love with you i think it's a little bit of both like mm. i think that you if, if you are on the show you have watched the show so you know that you need to have a, a ptc which is your personal okay. tragedy card so literally when i was um diagnosed with cancer i texted my sister and like the way that i told her that i had cancer was i was like so when i go on the bachelor i now have my tragedy story and she was mm. like oh what is it and i was like it's got got diagnosed with cancer um but definitely like if i'm ever on the bachelor i'm gonna like play that at just the right moment and actually but more realistically when i when i apply for survivor i'm gonna use that as my survivor interview is that also a ptc you need to have a good narrative for survivor and my narrative for survivor is that i'm a grad student who understands animals and therefore will be able to do human human nature on the island but also i'm a survivor of cancer the look on adrian's face right now is how did we start talking about the bachelor because i can turn any conversation into the bachelor he's dying on the true. inside we, we've talked about it before <laughs> um, i've heard some but the stockholm syndrome thing i i do have one thing for my media roundup which is the book anxious people <laughs> stockholm syndrome reminded me of it so uh don't 
don't ruin it. It's in my. It's literally oh, it's in my stack book. of books it's, right now. It's very mm. yeah. It's a good read. And the reason Stockholm Syndrome reminded me of it is not because there's a spoiler of any sort from that. They're literally in Sweden next to Stockholm, and like that's the setting. Oh, that counts. Oh, yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. Um, I'm really and it is also kind of about somebody taking people hostage. But it is like. But... <laughs> yeah, it's a mm. hostage situation book. Mm. I'm very excited. The reason I have to read it is because I do this like book challenge every year that has like 50 general prompts for books. And then you have to like read different books to fill those categories. And one of the ones for this year is a mm. closed door mystery. Yeah, uh, I would say you put like a few, if it's further in your list, push it up. It's a good read. I think you'll like it. It's pretty high, right? It's it's after right now. I have a couple library books mm. checked out, and it's behind my library books. But I think it's the top of my non-library book. Mm. By library yeah. book, you mean like Libby? No, an actual library. No, like, like an actual book, like an actual hardcover with papers in between. Never heard uh, of it. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, foreign. <laughs> I don't like the sound of it. <laughs> it sounds sticky. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm bringing that the, that foreign influence to the podcast. White girls are weird. I don't know about these traditions you guys have. Oh, uh, did you have any? <laughs> Did you have any non-bachelor media that you wanted to round up? Um, I've been reading a lot of good books mm-hmm. lately. I just finished the Tana French book, The Searcher. Mm-hmm. Big fan. She's one of my favorite authors, and the this book did not disappoint. Um, currently reading My Dark Vanessa, which is about a high school teacher who has a relationship with his young, like, uh, underage student. Why is that also such a, a common narrative right feel now? Why good is that book. A, yeah, why is that a thing? <laughs> why is that so popular right yeah, now? Yeah, I don't know. Um, really enjoyable. Um, other than that, I haven't really been engaging in media. There's like things I feel like I have on my list, but instead I've been like rewatching seasons of America's Next Top Model. Oh yeah, that would is recommend true. old seasons of um, ANTM. And then I'll give a quick shout out to the uh, TV show Woke on Hulu. I really enjoyed it. It's about a, it's based on the life of a cartoonist in the Bay Area. So check it out. That sounds quite enjoyable. Yeah, it's good. And it's got one season. It's eight episodes. Easy to get through. Nice. Just did Paul not work any puzzles? I love Paul's puzzle roundups. Um, yeah, I have it. I have, let me see the name of it. I have from Christmas, I got a puzzle. It is a puzzle from the Met. It is called Inside the Museum. Um, and it is designed by, it looks like a Where's Waldo painting, but it's like of the Met. And it is, uh, and it is designed by John Krishbaum. So it's pretty cool. It looks like the uh, Met Museum. There's like a bunch of little cartoon characters and a bunch of little cartoons of the exhibit. And it's uh, really bright and everything pops and it's colorful and fun to look at the pieces. And it's a 500 piece puzzle. And it's made by the same people who make the Ravensburger puzzles, which are really high quality. And so it's also just like a really, like all the pieces are nice and thick and uh, easy to grab. So good puzzle. All right, all right, but let's 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 drop back to bros. Let's drop back to bros because we're about an hour in and we haven't talked at all about. This. I yeah. feel like it's good for bros to take a back seat every once in a while. Damn. Yeah. So Get the theme of this episode is bros, young bros, frat bros, white bros, lads, lads, fellas, the kings. Uh, yeah, fuck boys, whatever one you like best. Fuck boys with an I. Mm-hmm. Fuck boys if, you, yeah. if you're French. Uh, Amelia, do you have anything to say about the topic in general? Um, I personally am not a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. You don't identify as a fuckboy. I don't identify. Sometimes I might be classified as one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've interacted with them on occasion. Mm-hmm. 
Adrian and I used to have a friend who I might classify as a uh, fuckboy. We used to. Used to. Um, Wait, I'm definitely going to cut this out. Well, actually, no, I won't say it because I don't know how you feel about the person. Never mind, continue. Oh, you want me to you call him out on podcast? Well, no, I, I was, I was going to cut it out anyway, but then I was like, wait, I was going to guess who it was based on stories Adrian's told me, but then I'm like, what if I guess wrong and Amelia really likes that person and then she knows Adrian talks wait, trash who, about Wait, who them, are you going to so. say? Adrian's, in, Adrian's nope. in the kitchen. Say it now. Say it now. Does his name start with a... No. <laughs> I don't remember names. I was going to say, like, what I'd heard about them. What have you heard? Nothing. Is he sticking to the bro code and not telling you? He's sticking to the bro code. I hate the bro code, which does make me feel like now I'm like in the presence of bros and I didn't even think about it. Paul, my boy, thank you for sticking to the bro code. Um, me and Adrian have actually been accused by, I don't know if she's your friend as well, but somebody Adrian yeah. knows of be- this <laughs> show being too bro Paul, it is a small circle over here. We know all of the same people. Yeah. I don't know if I have any friends that you don't know. Well, it really hurt yeah. my feelings when we were called a bro by, um. Cornship. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, she, I don't know if, if she listens to the podcast. Hello. I don't think so. I think she was put off by the broiness. Um, if she does, I saw her the other day and I waved to her from my car and she congratulated me on passing my qualls and I was like, she has no idea who I am. I did that years ago. Like many years. Like before you she still even showed did up. <laughs> you still did it though. So, you know. I mean, I would take one right now. I guess I was also in a car. It's like, yeah. she was wearing a mask. Congratulations on the potty training, Amelia. You did it. You're <laughs> killing it, girl. Queen shit. I do feel like I need more praise for that. No one's praised me in a very long time. <laughs> um, I mean, your sister did it at a younger age than you, but... And more proficiently. You got it. Done. Even now, she does it better. <laughs> <laughs> she did it with grace and poise grace and a that plum. you could never <laughs> achieve. So I was a klutzy kid. What were we talking about? Uh, yeah, Cornship listened to episodes four and five early on during like a trip to the mountains for her field season. And she said four was great. Five got a tad broy for me was her exact comment. And uh, Paul, it was kind of like when Emily said that Paul was good. She just wants him to say everything in like 30% less words. And uh, it really just stuck with Paul for a long time. Oh, I'd like Paul to I'm say very 30% sensitive. more words. I say interrupting I don't. him. I don't want to oh. edit more of his shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was going to say that I actually, one of the things I like about the podcast is I feel like I interact with Adrian predominantly when he's interacting with me, which I feel like is when he's probably at his least bro-y because mm. I, as mm. mentioned, I'm not a bro. I am a woman. Yeah. When I'm with my lads, that's where it really comes out. Well, but I do think that like when you are talking to, like like when I see you with like Paul or like when, he, when Phil was here, mm. like you seemed like a little bit more like one of the guys. And I was like, oh my God, like Adrian's all grown up and one of the guys, there he is. Mm-hmm. I think you might not know what being one of the guys is like. What if you see me and Adrian or Adrian and Phil interacting? You think, "Damn, what a, what a boy!" They're what a so laugh. manly. <laughs> That's her. Um, to, to bring us into this conversation, I'd actually uh, did a lot of research looking for an advice column in a now defunct magazine called Zoo Magazine. And so I went through a lot of the archives of the old Zoo magazine and read through a lot of them. And while reading through them, looking for advice columns, I just collected some of the like funniest article titles I could find. So <laughs> would you guys mind if I just read off a list for you and got your opinions on these articles? Oh, sure. Yeah. Nothing would make me happier. One week there was a multi-page spread on if people could recreate Mortal Kombat moves and make them work in real life. There was I would a read that. Front page. That's a good English major's honors thesis. 
Oh, by the way, this is considered a lad mag, so it's like a British bro magazine that went defunct in 2016. There was a front page article about the 20 dumbest Aussies. Subheader, are you one of them? In the article, Iggy Azalea was at number three. Um, there was an article called I Have a Dream of Star Trek, and it had MLK's head cut and pasted over a picture of Captain Picard's body. That seems politically correct. <laughs> there was a weekly reoccurring segment called That's Gotta Hurt Mate, which always featured uh, like different pictures of injured people like bleeding and stuff. And often an uh, injured foot was the biggest picture. I don't know why. Foot fetish? Was that fan submitted? I have to assume that, yeah, I have to assume more that like their friends did, right? That like that feels like a thing that people do. It's just one doctor who doesn't respect patient doctor confidentiality. <laughs> there was a two page spread called Great Gags from Family Guy's New Season. This was in 2015, and one of the great gags that was listed in the article was that Rudolph gets circumcised in a 2015 episode of Family Guy. There was a front page article for best terrorist jokes of all time, and I picked out some of the best terrorist jokes of all time to tell you guys <laughs> from that article. I'm expecting um, like a George Carlin or something. What are, we, what are we getting here? And for the audience's sake, remember, it's okay that I do this because I am Arab. When terrorists feed their children, do they say open wide while moving the food through the air, making the airplane noises, or do they just smash it into their faces? It's too many All words. Right, well, there's, there's an economy of yeah. language thing in that one. I'll, 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 I'll cut and paste in laughter there uh, for your guys' failure. I to feel laugh like my response was more visual than uh, verbal. It was like more of a like, <laughs> like that was the noise that I would have been making if the my face made a noise. And then there was, um, they also like, pulled some of the greatest jokes from comedians. So this one's from Conan O'Brien. Uh, one of his great terrorist jokes is, in an interview, Kim Cattrall said that she, she could do another Sex and the City movie. An hour later, ISIS surrendered. There's only so much they can take. So um, thank you for that one, Conan O'Brien. I, I see why you're one of the greats. That's a great terrorist joke. <laughs> Glad you made it into the front page article for Zoo Magazine. Gets his greatest honor. Okay, so th those were some of the notable articles I came by looking for advice columns in Zoo Magazine. All right, should we jump into the Zoo advice column that I ended up finding? Oh, yeah, sure. Are we going to actually do the podcast now? Yes. Well, honestly, I think the stuff around the articles is the real podcast, <laughs> but uh, we can get into the articles. We can get into the uh, bread and butter that we got to do. The actual advice column I decided to bring in was called Ask Danny, and this is the last Ask Danny advice column that was ever no, published because they didn't know it at the time but this it was so controversial his answer so it's danny dyer who's some sort of minor british celebrity and it was so controversial he got canceled in 2015 before can or 2010 before canceling was a thing and lost his uh lost wow. his job as an advice columnist isn't that just called getting fired <laughs> it was because of public backlash so comparable to getting canceled mm. yeah I'm 23, not bad looking bloke with a decent job, but I broke up with my missus a few months ago and can't get over it. She seems to be doing fine. Any advice? Alex from Manchester. Oh, that's a, how did he fuck that one up? <laughs> he fucked it up so bad he got fired. It seems like, yeah, it seems like there, an easy there, lob. There's right so there. little rope to hang yourself with on that one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's hard for me to give advice because I'm like, what did he possibly yeah, say? Do you want to just reverse engineer what the problematic advice would be? murder her that seems like a kill worthy advice like mm. a kill worthy offense i will say my first as a woman my first mm -hmm. response to this is the fact that his only thing about himself was that he's like i'm a good looking guy like no how other can qualities I? no other qualities he, he, he like, mentioned he had a decent that, like, job 
Oh, okay. Oh, well, never mind. He is a winner. That's all I care about. <laughs> What's the financial gain for me in this relationship? Paul, have you already read the answer? Yeah, I already know why he got canceled. Which, an interesting thing okay. is it, probably... it didn't stick completely because he is now in 2020 running a child's advice column for BBC Radio where he gives advice to children. I can't wait to see him get canceled from that one too. Yeah, <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> I'm so curious about this transition. What's the best way to teach a kid to open a can of beans? This is going to come out in two weeks when Bean Dad is no longer trending on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. We can't talk about that. Do you guys want to generally give, like, your breakup advice um, since we are, you know, like, just so we can compare and contrast against this uh, Danny Dyer's breakup advice? Yeah, sure. I think uh, my breakup advice in the past has always been fuck somebody else. And you got, you know, a good-looking bloke. You got a decent job. Shouldn't be that hard. Get out there. Get that dirty little dick wet. And, Amelia, (laughs) I want you to do yours and your best bro impression. Oh, and I feel like Adrian's totally right. Like, fuck some pussies. Like, <laughs> that feels to be, like, that's how you get over anything, right? Like, drink a beer and then just, like, doesn't matter who, doesn't matter what, but, like, get that dick in something. I like how, like, how effortlessly the misogyny just slipped out of your mouth. Just fuck some pussies. You gotta chug whiskey, eat pussy, hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> that's my advice to you. Yeah, I, I can slip into that really easy, and it can mm. slip into me. Just kidding. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get so many DMs after this episode. I'm, never, I'm like not going to be eternally alone after this. Is this going to be my like my coming out party to the world? Oh, yeah. Amelia, how, do you, how would you like to best use this podcast as a way to find a man? Um, I would like both Adrian and Paul to tell the world I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I personally think I'm a wonderful human. Can't understand why I'm alone. Mm-hmm. So um, you're a good bloke. You got a good job. With with I mean I'm like a decently good looking bloke, and I ha- I, I don't have a good job. I'm a grad student. We make no money. You're and almost we have a terrible post-doc. work hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to move to another country, so there's mm. no long term commitment. You know I feel like I'm going to do better in the Scotland market. Mm-hmm. I feel like Scotland men will like me. Interesting. Do you not think so? I think they would like your sister more. Sorry, that was actually (laughs) the whole world would. (laughs) Are American accents sexy to people in the UK, or do they find them like uh, unintelligent? When I spent time in Australia, every time I met someone, they were just like, "America, man, you've got weird gun laws," and that was literally every conversation that we had, except the like, "Man, Americans, you've got weird credit card policies," and I was always Mm. like. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's have this conversation. So I had that conversation many times. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, I feel like one of the things I feel like I have to come clean about in terms of this advice column is that I am terrible at breaking up with people. Mm-hmm. I am friends with like all of my exes Ooh. and they're always like long drawn out terrible breakups and you should never break up in the way that I do. Except that you should stay friends with your exes, but you should like do it harsher and then become friends as opposed to like breaking up over the course of a year. That's right, right. Not a great idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you just need to like not get drunk for the week after a breakup. So, or or turn your phone oh, off. Oh, I if never you get think drunk. that's the right answer. Yeah, no, you need to get drunk. Yeah, you for need sure. to get drunk every day. Okay, but you need to turn your phone off when you're drunk because you just need to do anything to avoid like the 
the, the text message is the worst, especially when you drunk wake text, up. Drunk yeah, call. waking up hungover to know, a again, drunk like, text that you send. What's your is goal? Yeah, Paul, what's your goal? Yeah, because like if your goal is like you want to just like really end things and like have there's no chance of coming back, you send that horrible drunk text. You get all that stuff out there, so you don't have to like have that emotion anymore. You wake up a bunch of mornings and be like, man, that's a low point. That's a low point. You just like like emerge. In no, I, I think Paul's more of a desperate boy. So I think yeah, I was gonna say like that maybe this is gonna be an embarrassing thing on my because I've definitely never sent a mean drunk text. I definitely just get like nostalgic and Paul just sends groveling drunk texts. Okay. <laughs> oh, I feel like I just send snotty ones. I'm just mean <laughs> when I'm drunk. <laughs> Name the top 10 worst qualities of your ex-boyfriends. The top 10? I, I literally, I feel like Greed, all of my exes. Avarice. No, I feel like all of my exes were great and like the reason that we broke up. Oh, no, actually. Ooh, you heard that here. If you guys this, are Amelia's exes, text her. You have a chance. She thinks you're great can get back in there <laughs> i do i honestly like most of my exes love them all like it didn't work for various reasons and i wouldn't date them again but like great people but the last person that i dated when he cooked chicken mm. he would he had a pan and then he would not turn the oven on he would just put the chicken in the pan put garlic olive oil and then turn the pan on so his chicken was always fucking dry and mm. horrible like, it was terrible because you need to cook the outside to sear in the moisture and then cook the inside. So his chicken was always horrible. Mm-hmm. And I once made him chicken. And he was like, oh, your chicken's fine. And I was like, my chicken is moist and delicious. Your chicken is dry and disgusting. And that was not the number one reason we broke up, but it's the number one Top reason ten. we stayed broken up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that other things we probably could have actually worked through. I don't think we could have worked through that. So you would have drunk texted him about the chicken. I did drunk text him about the chicken. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I still carry that. Like, I, I carry this. Like, every time I cook chicken, I'm like, going to turn the oven on the right yeah, way. That's the exact opposite thing you want to do for a lean piece of meat. It's what you want to do for a fatty piece of meat. Because yeah. you want fat to render out before it starts browning. But not for chicken. You want to put that chicken in a hot pan. And again, like, it would have been fine if he did that and didn't know any better. If you're a bad meat cooker out there... I would still date you probably, especially if you've got a big dick. Mm. But if you are going to fight me that your chicken is better when mine is clearly superior because I know how to cook it and you don't, that's a problem. We're never going to get over that. Like we're never going to get over the fact that you fundamentally don't know what good chicken tastes like. He also didn't put salt in his food. That's what I thought you were going to mention up top when you started talking about cooking. I have he's the same person. Yeah, yeah. The chicken yeah. issue was actually bigger for me. The salt was a problem. Mm. The chicken issue was I sometimes lie awake at night thinking about him eating terrible chicken, and I'm like, you know what? Well, don't you wish that upon him? My life is better, and your life is worse. Mm. So. All right. Well, um, the answer here. I'm so excited. You've got nothing to worry about. You've got nothing to worry about, son. I'd suggest going out on a rampage with the boys, getting on the booze and smashing anything that moves. Then, when some bird falls for you, you can turn the tables. Wait, did he? Did he just? Was that a bar? Did he just <laughs> I run? I think that? so. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> then when some bird falls for you, you can turn the tables and break her heart. Of course, the other option is to cut your ex's Ooh. face and then no one will want her. Yeah, that did turn kind of dark at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like when he was like, you know, have a crazy night. I was like, that's not problematic. I think that's actually solid advice. Like, go out there. Just, like, forget things. Move on. Actively solid hurt advice. someone's emotions was but where like, we went to next. Yeah. <laughs> And then it was caused physical damage to someone who just, like, it just didn't work out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the last sentence people canceled him for, not the, uh, not the go on a crazy night out. It was definitely the, like, 
cut her face open so nobody will want her. It's also just like the justification. It's it's worded so creepy and intense. It definitely felt like real anger. Yeah, the fact that it's not just like hurt her the way that she hurt you. It's like hurt her and then no one will love her. Yeah, that's intense. So what what do you think, Amelia? Should you cut the chicken breast boy? Cut him in the face? No, definitely not. Even though he cooked chicken poorly, I would never cut his face open. That's already a, a personality face cut. It just, I mean, it feels like he's already suffering enough that he doesn't have me in his life. Why would I hurt him anymore? Yeah, that's a lot. Have you ever cut someone's face open, Paul? No, no, no. I mean, sure, have I thrown acid in, like, a young Malala's face when she was trying to learn to read? Yeah, but that that wasn't. That wasn't because of a breakup. <laughs> also, uh, spoiler alert, I haven't read that book yet, so I feel like now I don't need to. Spoiler, this story is pretty old. <laughs> She's in college now. <laughs> She's at Oxford. Malala? Is yeah. Malala the one who's like, I am Malala, not Malia? Yeah, no, no, no. no yeah, Malala. Didn't Malia... Oh, is Malala also in college? Yeah. God, there's so many women they in grow college up now. so fast. There's so many women in college now. <laughs> what progress. <laughs> wow. It's a good world we live in. 2020. 2021. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were we at? What were we, are we still commenting on the, on the answer? Is there a thing about, like, I know Amelia is very big on her, um, her stances about a cancel culture. So do you think that there's context to this question that we're missing? Or do you think he deserved to uh, have been canceled for this, Paul? What is this the, just the British sense of humor? No, I think it's just the, well, first off, he was canceled by the British media, but it's also one of those things that happened before canceling with a word. So this is more like a 1990s, like, offended mom write-in campaign more than, like, a modern Twitter canceling. I mean, it happened in 2010, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a Twitter thread about how he's problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also hard because, like, when I hear that response, <clears throat> I don't hear it as, like, actual advice like if, if i was broken up with someone and they were like cut her face i wouldn't be like i'm gonna go buy a knife but the problem is that i feel like is that some men hear that mm-hmm. and they're like let's go buy a knife you think it's like a charles manson type thing where he's probably not uh i don't know uh you think it's too suggestive i just feel like i could see people being like you can't joke about that when it's unclear that it's a joke to mm-hmm. people who might actually do that and it feels like, based off of the comments section of Lad or Zoo Magazine, that the people who read Zoo Magazine may take that as actual advice and, like, go buy a knife. I will say, I love that. I think that makes sense. And the fact that his new iteration is for impressionable children to read his advice <laughs> <laughs> is really dope. I'm glad that they gave him a second chance. Yeah, and now and he's just, doing like, it on a shark into water so he can type it directly into their impressionable minds with his voice. It's, like, just hypnotism at this point. He's like, it's like a spy kids and he's got like thumb thumbs that are dancing around him mm. at the same time. What's that uh, What's that quote from Spy Kids 2? Do you think God hides in heaven because he too is terrified of his creations? Does the villain say that? Oh, because he's the one who, yeah. the guy who makes animals. the hybrids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know who Junie is married to? Was she the oldest? Junie's uh, a boy. He's the little boy. Oh, the boy. The girl from Midsommar. No, she's dating Zach Braff. Zach Braff, yeah. Yeah. Um, Junie from Spy Kids is married to Megan Trainer, and they're expecting their first child. So shout out to Junie and Megan Trainer. Congratulations on that um, baby. Damn, that is that is a fun fact, right? Is that a thing where just being rich is like the most compatible thing that you can be? I do think it's true. Like I think that like like I think big Taylor Swift stand here. I don't know if that like goes with the like watching Bachelorette thing. Probably does. Taylor Swift dating pool is so small. Mm. Like she can't date a person who doesn't make money. 
Wait, wait, wait. I'm turning back on my camera to show you something, Amelia. This is what my sister got is me for, for Christmas. Is it for me, not for, not for Adrian? Yeah. I. It's a hat. Oh, it says folklore. My sister buys all of Taylor Swift's merch. So wait, I got this really? Uh, um, it's actually a really nice hat. It's a great color. It Taylor Swift. Cool um, her merch is like on point, and I have considered buying some of it. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks great. Also, I feel like great way to pick up the ladies. I don't know if men realize this, but like wear a Taylor Swift shirt, and I like if you were, if there was a man wearing a Taylor Swift hat at a bar, I would walk up to him and be like, "Can I buy you a beer, sir?" Mm. Adrian, what's our advice for Amelia to pick up men? Ooh, this is good. Should I not be buying random men who are wearing Taylor Swift? I don't think you should be calling them sir as if you're like... You don't think that's what they're into? <laughs> I don't know if that's... Hello, true. sir. Yeah, no. I would go with daddy or... Um, Zaddy yeah. with a Z? Z- yeah, daddy. Maybe like a, a big one. boy or something like that. Big papa? <laughs> no, no, again. You're creating a weird dynamic. <laughs> but I you. thought there was I like it when you call me big papa. I've heard that before. That's Biggie Smalls. <laughs> they yeah, call me big papa. <laughs> Okay, so how should I be picking up guys? Like, what is not how should I break up with people? I've learned that when you break up with people, you cut their face open. Well, Paul gets picked up all the time. Paul, which which ones usually effectively work on you? Um, usually when they're into Kanye, that's a that's a big get for me. Mm. Um, so I should just walk around walking him to men, being like, you know, I'm into Kanye, and see if it works. No, you should be like humming a song. You should be humming "Jesus Walks" everywhere he goes. If you want men like me, but I'm not sure. I, I don't. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and imagine that's not most people's goal. So, um, Adrian just said you get picked up all the time. So I feel like it is some people's also goal. really good burn on the person you're dating right now. <laughs> <laughs> Only losers would like me. <laughs> that is a burn on Leia. Um, Leia got me with the communism. Um, you you want to walk around talking about communism and mutual aid? Huh. Yeah, I've never never thought about that as a pickup line. I'll let you take a magazine with you on your way out. Oh, the Demo- should I just carry the Democratic left around with me? The problem is, is like, I don't see anybody anymore. Like, how am I going to pick oh, these strangers up? Oh, yeah, it's up? so crazy to me that people have asked me about, like, dating, like, in the last nine months. I've been like, no, what? <laughs> None of it. Oh, damn. How That looks that looks cool, Adrian. You, are you, like, subscribed to that, or is that just, like, a magazine? No, it's just, it's, it was the DSA's roundup for elections. I will say, oh, nice. I think that you should say what DSA stands for, because you use it a lot on the pod, and I have <laughs> gathered what it means. It but, stands um... for Dick Sucking Ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about, Paul? Uh, okay, yeah, so if you want to pick up Paul, talk Kanye and communism. I don't think I've ever picked up a man before. They're very heavy. I have scooped him up with, I have scooped up men with my hands before. You scooped up? Like scooped a, up. the way you get, like, sand for a castle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the way you get water from a river. Yeah. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> same same general idea. Mm. Um Yeah. Adrian, how does how how would one go about picking you up? Uh usually uh, uh, if they mention something about having daddy issues, that's like a green light for me where it's like, all right, that'll work out. I literally called Dude, Paul bro. Sir and Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> hi. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have daddy issues and nobody would say that I do. Yeah, I feel like you have a good relationship with your dad. I do have a really good relationship with yeah. him. Yeah, I love him. Either that or I see if they have sister issues. Major <sighs> sister issues. Sissues. I love <laughs> I don't know if you would have shared this with anybody in your life, but I love how now you definitely can't send this to your sister. <laughs> oh, I think she would love it. I love I I love my sister. Also, like I feel like all of the things I have said, she would be like, I hate you also, Amelia, and then like give me a hug. Yeah, but it's not so much that we think 
you hate her it's that it's embarrassing for you because she's so much better than you oh i mean she knows that also like she knows she's better than me so it's like a it's like an established fact i guess she knows i think she's better than me Mm. but she thinks i'm better than her so it like evens out that's how paul and i are yeah we both think we're better than the other (laughs) (laughs) i actually legitimately do think adrian's smarter than me and i'm an incredibly cocky like egotistical (laughs) human so So it's hard for you to admit that yeah, he's one of the few people. Fucking whoop his ass in that crossword. <laughs> Adrian beats me in the crossword like every morning. And there will be sometimes when I beat him, but I'm worried that he's not going to check it. And then I think about whether I should text him and be like, hey, Adrian, have you. Oh, uh... Paul, make sure you text me. See, okay. Yeah. I would never do that because I feel like if I do it, it looks so desperate, but I think it so aggressively. Oh, I'm so desperate to tell Adrian. <laughs> that I do We've already established what Paul's drunk texts are like. <laughs> Daddy, come do crossword puzzles with me. <laughs> I did. Okay, this is actually the best person I've ever slept with. I'm mm-hmm. going to be sending him this podcast afterwards. He gets that little ego boost. He wasn't the best person I've ever had sex with, but the thing that he had done made it the best was that he had submitted two crossword puzzles to the New York Times, and both of them had been published. And one day oh. we had sex together, and then I did his crossword puzzle in the New York Times. And it was literally a moment where as I was doing it, I was like, this is the pinnacle of my life, and I will never have a better experience. And so it was, like, really hard to enjoy. Was there, like, a second or third orgasm at the end of that crossword? During the crossword? Yeah. Yes. Um, it was actually weird because without realizing it, he had, like, some of the, like, sort of punny crossword puzzle clues, he'd, like, re- he'd like already given away the pun. So then I would, like, get to the question and I'd be like, wait a minute. Like, a week ago when we were on that hike, you, like, made this joke. Like, I know the answer to this puzzle. It's, like, a weird crossword puzzle of our love. That's beautiful. Was it was it heartbreaking when you got to the clue that was like six letters for a girl who I just want to be friends with? <laughs> he really hits deep. He really like hits deep. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> the pod can't tell, but in that moment, my jaw just like my heart fell out. It like crawled away. Goddamn. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Thank Five you. Five words starts with an S. Someone I'd rather be with. <laughs> Yeah, it was heartbreaking. All right, Adrian, you have another call, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I'm bringing in the Bro Bible advice column. It's uh, dudes and bros around college age asking questions to a woman. So I have a couple that were really hard to choose from. So I'm going to read some off just to get some like hot, quick opinions. I accidentally already read one and I can like barely contain my reaction. I'm holding my hand over my mouth. I've got a few quick fire ones. This is why I kept this off the screen for most of the podcast. (laughs) It was a good decision. So this is question one. We can give some quick fire thoughts. What do women think of tattoos and what is your slash the general opinion on blowjobs? Wait, that's one question. One question. One question. You know when like a genie gives you three wishes and you try and like sneak in two wishes into one? I feel like, Paul, your series of faces was what my heart was doing when I accidentally read the question ahead of time where I was like, oh yeah, tattoos in general question. Interesting that Adrian chose this one. And then the quick transition to blowjobs, I was like, no words, no words. All right, my answer for both is it's really funny when guys have that tattoo of two hands on their ass cheeks, so it looks like a girl's giving them a blowjob if you see them, like, without pants on from behind. <laughs> so this, like, this fits, like, this actually answers both parts of the question. Mm. Yeah. Paul, what's your opinion on uh, people who do the wedding photos where it's, like, dude with the pants down, woman simulating uh, doing... Or, like, or like they have sex. that on top of their cake. Wait, 
now I have that question for you. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Is, is that a thing, Emilio? <laughs> oh, the like terrible wedding cake toppers. That's a serious thing. See, this is a good third segment. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just heteronormative white folks. Yeah. Um, I will answer the what do women think of tattoos. I think in general I'm pro tattoos, but I had a friend who again this connects to the second part of the question so i'm surprised by how many crossovers there are he wanted have you ever seen um spirited away yeah of course do you know the turn up gods what do you know the turn up gods Mm -hmm. they're the like saggy faced like sag just like like a saggy nose with a saggy ball sack face he wanted to get that tattooed to his inner thigh i had to explain to him a i think that getting a like cartoon character tattooed to your body if you are going to advertise a movie, they should be paying you for it. But that's a side point. But also, if you are going to have a saggy ball sack tattooed to your inner thigh, such that anytime a woman goes down on you, she has to turn her head and a saggy ball sack is staring at you, women will stop returning. They will not come back for the blowjob. You won't get repeat customers. Nobody wants a ball sack watching them while they're mm. that close to a ball sack. It is a... Wait, is that a thing where like... You're, like, doing it. You're making eye contact with him, but you, like, out of the corner of your eyes start looking at that tattoo and making yes, eye contact with Yes, it. I honestly feel like, in general, you probably shouldn't have eyes on your inner thigh because, mm-hmm. like, I don't want – I really don't really want any, like, that close. Like, when you were, like, stop looking at me, we're so close to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like is, like, stop looking at me. I'm very, like, close to the microphone right now, um, as one might say. And it did – it was – he – I could not talk about getting that tattoo until I gave him that piece of logic. and mm-hmm. he. Did not get the tattoo. So that is my opinion on both tattoos and blowjobs is that sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. Okay. So I actually have two fun facts. I have no advice. Do you want to hear the fun facts? Yes. Yes. Spirited Away just last week got overtaken for number one highest grossing Japanese movie of all time. Really? By what? To answer your question, it's uh, some anime movie. It's uh, Demon Slayer. And then the other fun fact, if you ever want to, you know, start a fight with somebody, tattoos are not vegan. Really? Mm-hmm. God, I like my tattoos even more. Mm-hmm. Paul, sorry, what were we saying? You- oh, there's like the threads online of people getting uh, the word vegan tattooed in on their inner lip because that's like, that was a trend and then somebody pointed out that tattoos aren't vegan. Yeah, yeah, I learned it from the QI podcast. Like, oh, yeah, Amelia, do you want to talk about your tattoos at all? I have an acorn on my wrist that I got when I was 18. It's the epitome of like white woman badassery i have a one that i got when my rabbit died on my ankle that's in commemoration of my rabbit again super badass um and then i have live um, laugh love right on a tramp stamp well i do have joy tattooed Mm. in morse code um between my boobs which i got because when you get radiation this is a fun fact when you get radiation they tattoo your body um so that they can have like a zero point for the radiation and i didn't like my radiation tattoo so i turned it into morse code that's my favorite tattoo also because my aunt is an HR director and every time I get a tattoo, she's like, will you be able to get a job with that tattoo? But when I got my like cancer tattoo on my chest, she had to be like, great choice, Amelia. We support mm. you in every way. I like that. That cancer card really works wonders for getting weird tattoos. Yeah, play that PTC. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so that was just a quick little, <laughs> we got a lot of aperitifs in this one. <laughs> I have another one that I kind of, we Wait, kinda... um, what is your general opinion about blowjobs, Adrian? Oh, pro. Uh, Paul, pro. Yes. Um, Okay. So we kind of touched on this earlier, but second question real quick. What is the best topic of conversation when talking to a very drunk female? (laughs) I almost snorted beer on the microphone. (laughs) 
like are, are you trying to take them home or are you just trying to entertain them because if you're trying to entertain them <laughs> bachelor right um that's actually the whether they're drunk or not yeah oh the kardashians and the bachelor are so different they're basically the same don't thing, insult right? me i really maybe this is a very bro moment of being adrian or a very male energy moment but i could not imagine what like difference there is between the <laughs> have kardashians you guys ever and the bachelor watched the bachelor <laughs> no yes and you think so i will say I have, like, before COVID times, we had a big Bachelor viewing group, and there was, like, 25 people who regularly showed up, um, all crammed into, like, a tiny living room, and it was a majority, like, like you know, 60-40 men, because it's, like, it's a sport, right? Like, it's a game with clear rules and people competing, and the Kardashians are just, like, people living their lives. Well, sure, but also, can I make the point that I think a lot of guys who like The Bachelor, sure, they like it somewhat, but also... A lot of them are invited to watch The Bachelor by a girl they like, and that's how they first get into it. And also, it's one of those things, kind of like, uh, I'm blanking on the show's name, but it is a lot of things that I feel like a lot of guys use it as their one, like, oh, I'm not super masculine, like, this is the one silly thing about me that I let be feminine. That's fair. I feel It's a lot of people's, like, exceptions that they use to prove that they are, like, oh, I'm not always one type of thing. But my point is, is that, like, you can be super masculine and like The Bachelor because it's a, like, when we think about masculine things, we think about, like, competitive... Oh, I will also point out that, like, what is the best topic of conversation for a drunk female? I've had, like, three beers, and mm-hmm. you mentioned The Bachelor, and now, like, that's all I can focus on. Really so, like, off. we're really answering this question right here. Just, like, say the word Bachelor and I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it definitely is. Most girls like it, but I do think a lot of guys who like it, it really is, like, a marketing thing that they want people to know like i don't know no i feel like i'm just saying that like many of the men who showed up like they were brought because their girlfriend was seeing it but then like their girlfriend would be like i'm have to go to bed i'm a grad student and i'm boring and their boyfriends would still show up to watch it so like they weren't Mm. just watching it because like they were obligated to and that they could use it in a conversation piece like they were coming on their own volition i have two things one well paul i wanted to know what your feminizing thing is if you had one because it seems like you've really thought about this strategy (laughs) <laughs> and the other one was the uh i'm gonna flip the pointing out when we do a bro moment but the idea that the bachelor would like appeal to me and paul because it's a sport in a competition <laughs> adrian famously loves sports he's talked about soccer i before. love one sport are you gonna read the answer to this question adrian no i wasn't going to do you want to well i just i i skimmed it and i feel like it's a very like it's the bro bible but in the bro bible they comment that you should ask questions to see if she's beyond the threshold of tdtt which is too drunk to try mm. and i feel like the fact that they are being like if she's too drunk to have sex with don't have sex with her that's like a they still have to bro it up by making it like a little code word that you have for your bros tdtt <laughs> yeah like yeah, yo, but still, like, it's not like i think this woman can't consent right now it's yo bro i think she's tdtt but like yeah like let's bro up consent like that yeah, feels like sure. way to go bro bible like shout and out you know to what you. adrian i think i think consent is so fundamental that it needs an acronym so i'm glad they made one And I think we should be using it more often. The last thing I wanted to mention on really quickly, and we'll probably cut out a lot of this, but the fact that he calls the person a very drunk female, it's, that's something I've noticed recently that female and women, like as words are not interchangeable like that. They are not synonyms like that. It's so fucking weird. I was watching a a URL event, which was like guys versus girls for battle rap. And a number of times they were like, we got to get more females in this sport. I was like, no, those are not interchangeable words. That sounds so fucking weird. (laughs) You got to just say women. (laughs) Amelia, you're allowed to laugh into the mic. I'm sorry. It's just that, like, Adrian will, like, flip to the question. 
Yeah, Adrian keeps flipping to the question before he's read it. And I like the questions are all like two sentences long because they're bros writing them. Bros can't write long <laughs> sentences. And um, so I accidentally read them. And I always want to react, but I feel like it's always, like, the wrong moment and that I shouldn't be, like, laughing out of nowhere or people will think I'm crazy. That's fine. It's a good way to introduce it. But I'm just saying, love the next question also. Bros, love them all. All their (laughs) questions. So, Paul, this is the actual question that I want to bring in and I want to read the answer for. Um, Hopefully we have time for it. It's a pretty simple one. We can all do it really quick. Amelia, do you want to ask the question? Yeah. Also, it's weird because it's kill, fuck, marry, and I feel like it's fuck, marry, kill. So I'm going to um, edit this question. Fuck, marry, kill. Bluto, flounder, otter. Go. Paul, you got 10 seconds. I don't know who Bluto, flounder, or otter are. Okay, flounder is the fish in Little, um, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. I don't know if otter is a character or if it's just a Bluto otter. is the Popeye villain. I don't know who that is. He's very muscular. We can look him up. I'm definitely going to need a picture. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's he's a real muscular boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Little Mermaid. And what is Otter from? I thought that Otter was just like... I think it's a, just the animal. I think it's just the animal. Unless, did you watch um, PB&J Otter on, I think it was Disney Channel? If you want it to be PB&J Otter. I don't. <laughs> there was some. also the Purple Otter Twins on Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh, I recognize all those titles. I did not watch those. <laughs> they were, I was definitely too old to watch them. But um, fun fact about Amelia, I, also about my sister again. Um, when we were little, my sister wouldn't let me be a Girl Scout because she was a Girl Scout, but I really wanted to be one. Yeah, I know who Flounder Just is. Just give me a little reminder of what he looks like okay. in case you want to evaluate and see what that mouth do. <laughs> um, Boy. So my sister wouldn't let me be a Girl Scout. So my mom's consolation prize was to form the Otter Club for me, which was just a club with me and my best friend at the time who was an elective mute. So she would only squeak like an otter. And we were the Otter Club because otters were my favorite stuffed animal. And we would just like do random activities and then my mom would give me Girl Scout badges. Yeah, this story is so foreign to my lived experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's foreign to everybody's lived experience. Gonna, this yeah, that's what this thing is, isn't like, I like a white woman thing. Is, this is like an I was going to say, there's a lot to unpack there. There is a lot to unpack also, there. <laughs> I had I had over 100 stuffed otters as a child, and I once made my otters do an activity scene where my entire bedroom was covered in otters, like dressed as sheep. Mm-hmm. I assume that this is a free therapy hour. Is this not right? No, no, you're fine. Yeah, no, keep going. <laughs> what? Are, can we just move on? Anyways, do we want to get final answers? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely in the marry the otter category, as you can see from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely gonna fuck flounder. Ooh, okay. And kill Bluto because, like, villainry. He looks too strong. He looks like a villain. He also, I mean, like, I'm not a fan of the kind of man who, like, if he got mad at me, could kill me. And Bluto looks like the kind of man who, if he got mad at me, could kill me. He is a villain because he loves Olive, though. So he's a he's a villain in the sense that we just happen from the narrator's perspective to see him as the bad guy because he loves Olive and wants to be with Olive. I thought that, um, I for, I'm not, a, I have to admit I'm not super big on like the, the lore folklore of Popeyes. Of Popeyes mm-hmm. So I forgot that Olive was the girl in it. I yeah. thought that you were saying he's a villain because he likes Olive's <laughs> the food. And I was no, like, that's Paul. <laughs> that is villainous. I hate Olive's. Oh, so same. in that we could form a club. I know. I learned that from your uh, Picky Eater yeah. podcast. I feel like he looks like he would roll over on you in your sleep and like suffocate you. Like you're a baby? Yes, okay. I am a baby. He's big. And I know you already mentioned that you like big dicks, but he looks like it might be an issue. He looks like you might have one that I don't know. <laughs> you don't want reconstructive surgery at age 30. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like that man has done way too many drugs and like he's got a disappointing dick. 
Where's Flounder? Major big dick energy right there. Paul, do you want to cement your answer in? All right. So my logic, uh, I would kill Flounder and cook him and eat him. Um, he's the most murderable <laughs> oh, that's of fair. these animals. Beat him to your otter wife. Definitely the tastiest. I would fuck Bluto because you know I love a man in an outfit. A little sailor outfit. That's adorable. And I would marry the otter because I feel like it'd be kind of cool just to like, it would be like my spirit animal. Like he would go everywhere with me. We would hang out. He'd always be by my side. Okay, cool. Do you guys uh, want to hear the big reveal? Is this the correct answer? Wait, Adrian, what's yours? Uh, well, I already know the answer. Well, not the answer, but I already know the twist in the story. So I feel like I shouldn't answer. But you, I mean, you must know. Like, uh, imagine not the twist. What would you say? Oh, if we were just going based on this, I would... Flounder does seem nice. I would marry him. An otter's really twisty. You'd fuck that. Uh, I think I'd probably fuck Bluto. <laughs> I think I'm with Paul. And then kill the otter. Otters are mean and horrible. Yeah. Fair. They're bad for the ecosystem. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right, Paul, are you ready for the answer? I am ready for the answer. In order to prepare myself for this question, I performed the following Google searches, knowing good and fucking well who Flounder is. Do you have Amelia at five, two... Okay. I really feel like Babe from Grow Bible and I could be friends. <laughs> One, Bluto. Search results overwhelmingly yielded some cartoon guy who looks like Popeye's less sexy cousin. Noted. Is Popeye sexy? Or is it just relative? I feel like it's relative. Yeah. In, rel- in the fact that a cousin is a relative. <laughs> wow. Mind blown. No, that's a Ben Shapiro logic argument. <laughs> <laughs> Two, Otter. This search was much less fruitful than the first, resulting only in calling all my coworkers to my desk to bear witness to the goddamn adorable animals scattered across my screen. Did you know otters sleep holding hands so they don't drift apart? Heart-wrenching shit. Needless to say, I didn't I didn't gather the necessary data here, so I'm going to leave his character entirely up to my own imagination, in which case my answer would be as follows. Kill Otter, because I don't know who the fuck that guy is, and therefore have zero vested interest in the relationship. Or you could make him into who you want him to be, just saying. Fuck Pluto, obviously. <laughs> the guy clearly works out five to seven days a week and has some inherent rage that I think would manifest itself quite beneficially in a bedroom situation. Conversation would be kept to a minimum before saying our goodbyes. Mary Flounder, of course. He's loyal, spirited, good-looking for a fish? I don't know. And co-star in one of my all-time favorite feature films. Wait, I don't understand what the twist was that you said. Oh, so the twist is that these are all characters from the famous bro movie Animal House. What? So this is Jim Belushi, some other oh. actor, and another famous comedian actor. Um, Who knew? Yeah, these are... So I'll read the addendum here. Well, that was embarrassing. How much credibility does Fritz E. Fresh lose for not knowing, for A, not knowing that these are characters from Animal House, and B, searching for them on Google only to come up with answers that are hilariously wrong? I'd have to imagine the answer to that is a lot. Wow. just to tell you guys, I did some research before the episode. Bluto is not attractive. It's Dan Belushi or John Belushi. I killed him, so good. Uh, I think Flounder or Otter was actually hot, but the other one also just looks like a schlubby white guy, so... It it, ha- it has to be based on personality, I guess. I'm actually watching the movie, but I have no I've idea. I've never seen it. I had a um econ professor econ teacher in high school who loved Animal House and had like Animal House posters all over his classroom, and I didn't really you had like an him. Econ teacher who was a college freshman. Yes, hmm. I I would say actually yes. Um, and I didn't like him. It's so sort of out of like retroactive rage to him. I refuse to watch it. Yeah, I, I don't plan to either. All right. Uh, Paul, do we have a third segment, or we, uh... (laughs) Let's just talk about foreskins for another 40-50 minutes. (laughs) I will say that Adrian texted me last night, and I'm about to teach my... Like, I am 
the like professor for the first time where I am in charge of a class and I was like very stressed about it. And Adrian was like, do you want to be on this podcast? And I was like, sure. Um, and we like, went back and forth and he's like, oh, by the way, we don't have a third segment. So if you could like think of one, like that would be great. And like, uh, whoa, you're, uh, Amelia has <laughs> done this on multiple occasions where she like misrepresents my text, which is something we have record of. Like I can, Adrian I can bring it all the time. I can bring it up and show that I said, uh, we don't have a good third segment. If you want to bring one, that's fine. If not, that's also fine. All you need to bring is your fun hat. Oh, fuck. I forgot my fun hat. I was literally going to bring a flower. <laughs> oh, I, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, But I will say I was really stressed last night trying to think of a third segment. And I feel like if I'd been given like 48 hours notice, I could have had something good. We got ideas. Do you? What's, yeah. our, what's your idea? Paul has an idea and I have an idea. So do you want to? Can our third segment be that I get to choose which third segment we do and then we decide whether or not we actually do it? Sure. Or we could go back to is this a thing? Paul, do you want to explain your concept? Oh, okay. Um, so my concept was that there's the bro code can be found online and I wanted to basically review the bro code as you would review one of your students assignments and decide what parts of it need to be amended, what parts of it need to be reordered and basically just overall do a grading and review of the bro code. My idea was we choose random figures from history and rate them on a scale of one to ten on whether or not they're a soy boy or a real dude oh love that <laughs> all right can we just like randomly generate historical characters and then play fuck mary kill with them i love that. <laughs> we could also do that <laughs> can we like rate them on their soy boyness and then also fuck mary kill them okay okay but we won't have just three we for each one we'll just pick uh fmk okay. yeah, yeah yeah that seems fair yeah okay yeah yeah i like that FMK and rate on level of broiness, Pocahontas. This becomes a question of whether or not we rate the bro qualities as positive of like the having your bros back and stuff. Um, I feel like Pocahontas, as far as Disney princesses go, is the most bro. I think probably. But we are yeah, give her, doing like, the historical figure. Not <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the historical figure, so we might as well do the Disney princess. I feel like we yeah, have I to think do the good, Disney yeah. princess. I think we got to focus on that. Um, I feel like as Disney princess goes, both pretty broy and I would say pretty fuckable, but Highly not fuckable. marriage material. Ooh. That's also what Disney thinks, though, right? In, in she Pocahontas, didn't get married till the second movie. I think that they. I think she didn't end up with the guy, John Smith. Right. That's why Pocahontas two is like the the sequel under the rug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paul, what are your answers? I think Pocahontas is not a bro at all for betraying her tribe for the white man. And I think, fuck, right? Like, Pocahontas, classic hottie. I'm going to bring in, which one do you want? I mean, Mother Teresa feels like. <laughs> All right, well, Amelia wants to bring in Mother Teresa. Paul, what's your, what are your ratings? The one thing I know about Mother Teresa is that she worshipped suffering, apparently. And... Is super fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I have that grandma thing, Amelia. That's not fair. Um... That's fair. Well, we could... Can't... Are we doing that we're fucking them at age of death or that we're fucking them like in their in their like most attractive year to us or what? That's the classic question. Like, what age are you in heaven? Yeah. The classic question. <laughs> I didn't want to say in her prime because that felt sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that like also men like are not at their prime at like 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think the problem is I'm going to say fuck for every historical figure because I'm going to go with the logic Adrian had in high school for like celebrities. Which is, like, it's for the story. Like, why would I pick anything else? Do it for the story? Yeah. Oh, I think I would... it comes into an algorithm where you also have to include, like, respectability, right? Like, I respect Mother 
Teresa probably is that not one of those things like Gandhi where people have like taken back their no it is because apparently like her she as like she thought being feeling suffering was being close to godliness and so she wouldn't give painkillers to anybody in her like uh and her institutions that she opened up that you know is why she got her name I kind of like that Mother Teresa is into pain. That seems like more fun than I would have imagined. <laughs> so that's kinky, yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say, like, I feel like, no, if I can't fuck everybody, I'm not going to pick Mother Teresa. And I'm Teresa. sure trying. <laughs> I'm not going to pick Mother Teresa as one of the people that I fuck. Like, I mean, like, I wouldn't marry Mother Teresa because I feel like I'm never going to live up to those expectations. But there are some people that you could randomly give me that I'm going to be like, Matthew McConaughey, yes, would marry in a heartbeat. Plus, you can't marry her. She's already married to God. So. That's true. Fair point. Can't compete with that. I feel like there's some people I'm like, I could compete with their spouse. God can't compete with him. Okay, I'm going to bring in Noah, you know, from the Bible. Oh, with all the animals? That seems like marriage material. Yeah, dude's going to be a hit on Tinder when he posts all of his pictures. And also, like, he seems like he's really into, like, making, taking care of other people, making sure that you're a, and like, he's specifically into taking care of you as a union. That seems important. Here's my issue. Marriage-wise, he lived to be, what, like 600? I can't do it that long. You're not, I mean, you don't have to live to be 600. You'll just be one of his wives. Take my husband. (laughs) I mean, it is a take it onto that arc, which was like a very limited set of people got to get on there and everybody else died. I'm so confused by the conditions of when this happens and when, (laughs) what age this happens. I feel like it's happening. It's like, your options are, do you want to drown in a flood or marry Noah? I want him to drown me in his flood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like it's happening at the time of the flood with Noah. Okay. Then yeah, yeah, Paul's got good Paul's got good good instincts there. Marry him for that ticket. I also feel like a, like like relationships when you're on a cruise, I've seen the parent trap, the ori- mm-hmm. or not the original one, the um Lindsay Lohan one. And like that shit's romantic, and you might get married and mm. have twins. That's a good story. Yeah, everything came in pairs of two. Paul, do you have another historical figure for us? Also, we kind of ho- lost the whole rating them by their broiness. Not bro. Mm-mm. He let all of humanity die. That's not bro shit. <laughs> That's not following the bro code. Yeah. Oh, I'll do one for you two, biologists. Let's do Charles Darwin. This is so Darwin hard. was definitely a soy boy. He was like a one on the on the Chad scale, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I I don't I wouldn't want to marry him, but I wouldn't want to kill him. So I guess I would marry him as like a service. Wait, you you can kill him after his like contributions to science. Okay, yeah, I would kill him. I think he'd probably want that anyways. He was a pretty depressed dude. Have you read the letter of like? It's great. Um, I will say for me, as Adrian knows, my dog's name is Darwin. And I already have, like, a very mm. codependent relationship with my dog. Um, so it's just, like, weird. I can't imagine fucking my dog. I also can't mm. imagine killing him. So I'm going to have to go But Gary. you know two different things can have, like, the same name, right? I, I know that. <laughs> you understand we're talking Darwin, about Charles Darwin. I do recognize that. I will say I just made a PowerPoint to teach my students about Charles Darwin. And on this slide for Charles Darwin, I put a picture of my dog, not a picture of the actual Darwin. So you don't necessarily recognize that two different things can have the same name. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not I sure you're with me. Amelia. Theory. <laughs> like, I know theoretically that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that Amelia Earhart and I are not the same person. But I also feel like maybe mm-hmm. I died on a plane crash. You guys have some similar spirits. 
I already forgot who it was. Oh, I'm gonna bring in um Paul C.S. Lewis. Um, I think C.S. Lewis I would marry because he was a Catholic, famously, and uh, I think that would make my parents happy. I feel like literally I was going to say the exact same thing as my reason for killing him. Oh, jeez. I was going to be like, seems like he'd be real biblical and it would make me uncomfortable. (laughs) Harder. Fidel Castro. Well, we know how Paul and I feel about him. (laughs) No, I was going to say for sure, Mary, uh, let him talk theory to me all night. And bro, 100% bro, smoke some cigars, hang out, do a revolution. Good time. I feel like he's in the solid fuck category to me. Like, he seems important. You want to see what that beard do? I feel like I want to see what that beard do. I don't want to kill him because I think he does some important stuff. But I also, I would rather not have someone mansplain, like, communism and stuff to me for the rest of my then life. Then why did you come on this podcast, Amelia? Explain that to me. <laughs> fair question. Fair question. Ooh, this is a good one, Paul. How do you, we're going to go back to the kind of Darwin-esque people. How do you feel about Carl Sagan? Oh, um, you know what? I think he would be, like, a very gentle and tender lover, so I would fuck him. Yeah, I think I would, too. I'd let him get in my little pale blue dot. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna need to come up with some kills here. I killed Mother Teresa. What oh, more do you want true. from me? <laughs> and I- wait, who else did I kill? I killed Darwin, too, for his own- to get him out of for his, his own suffering. good. <laughs> do you have any uh, strong thoughts on uh, Carl Sagan? Um, is he the one who- who's the guy who does the, like, he reads tweets about himself? That is not Carl Sagan. Who's the one who does that? <laughs> I don't know everyone except for Carl Sagan. No, it's another person who, like, reads stuff about, like, he's, like, this person. Neil deGrasse thinks, Tyson? No, it's, like, an old white guy. Oh. I thought it was Carl Sagan. Oh, um, who, who's the atheist, who's the atheist biologist, Adrian? The oh, Richard religion? Dawkins. Richard oh, Dawkins, that's what I'm thinking Richard of. Dawkins. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. I, get, I get all those. Like, I forgot you really liked that one video. That I you showed love me. that video. <laughs> he's a biatch. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't have any, I don't, I have zero strong feelings about Carl Sagan, so I'm gonna go with Bill. I feel like it was one of those things that I just assumed, like, every grad student had, like, some strong opinion about Carl Sagan. I have strong opinions about The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and very Mm. few opinions about Carl Sagan. Okay, here's a fun one. Harry Houdini. Here's a picture if you want to see what he did with that boy. Oh, would fuck with. Also, Mm -hmm. have you seen the movie where the children try to make fairies? It's a classic movie from my childhood that no one else has ever seen before, Mm -hmm. about some small children who claim that they've taken pictures of fairies mm-hmm. and they know that they're faking it but everyone believes them and then they kind of get stuck in it and harry houdini has like a really heartwarming scene with him where he teaches them about like magic and illusion um would fuck with him would not marry but would fuck the Given fucking would be great the way you've described your childhood is that not just like a home movie that you made <laughs> um <laughs> for the longest time the thing that i like the worst thing that i did as a child mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. that i made fairy furniture in my backyard but i used hot glue gun and i thought that my mom would find it and be like this isn't a real fairy furniture fairies don't have hot glue and i felt guilty about it for like i like couldn't eat guilty for like a month so we're back into therapy <laughs> yes got some things to uh unpack here yeah, yeah yeah paul any any thoughts about harry houdini the movie character or the actual <laughs> character he's wearing a bow tie in the picture that, i gotta like, say i think sway your opinion i think i would fuck i mean you gotta assume he's good with those handcuffs in bed yes i would too and like also the whole thing of like i've always wanted to be a dom so the fact that he wants me to just like punch him in the stomach a couple times is like a uh, foreplay does he want that that's how he died what he had a trick where people could punch him in the stomach as hard as they wanted to and he like ended up like getting like a burst kidney or something oh my god yeah (laughs) famous story (laughs) wow i'm just gonna i feel like that feels like a weird answer where you're like i want to fuck him but i want to fuck him in a way that might kill him yeah 
it feels like you're really in that gray area between two categories. No, I think I think that's also what his whole act was about, though. It's the balance between life and death. Wow. Okay. Hot. All right, Paul. Do you want to do uh, Big Facts, No Cap, Amelia Reps? Yep. Big fact. Uh, bro culture is at its base problematic, and uh, you shouldn't partake in its most pernicious and problematic aspects, such as judging people by whether you would uh, fuck, marry, kill them. And to do so would honestly be below below most people's dignity and, frankly, disgusting. This is where I feel like the biggest throw that I've ever felt, because I'm, it's my favorite game. <laughs> um, and my no cap is going to be... Act as if you have diplomatic immunity. The U.S. legal system does not apply to you. Just follow the bro code. Uh, all right, Amelia, do you want to say anything? I definitely don't want to rap. Just speak into that mic right there. I just spit your bars into that I mic right there. I do not want to rap. I actually, I feel like I've like blocked this part of the podcast out of my head because I have dreamed about being on this podcast, but the thought of rapping is terrifying to me. My rap right. battle skills are minimal, but I feel like I'm still an okay human. Yeah, I mean, I would like to ask Amelia if she had any final thoughts, anything uh, looking back on she would like to amend before we got out of here any any you know just sentiments to wrap to wrap up uh the concept of the episode i love my sister despite our competition that's a problem everybody loves her (laughs) (laughs) i hate paul no bars there um i think that being a bro can be problematic but there are good parts about it and wouldn't it be great if we could distill the like like being true to your friends that seems nice. Let's just do that and make that being a bro. Mm, okay, I like mm. that detoxify the bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like the like. I'd like the bro that's like had like the lemonade maple syrup cayenne diet. Can we go back to playing? Is that a thing? Because I would like to ask. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a white girl thing to do. It's like what Piper does at the beginning of um, uh, Orange Is the New Black. She's like on that diet, um, but it's like a classic mm. detoxifying diet where you only drink lemonade, mm-hmm. maple syrup, and cayenne pepper. <laughs> this is why you need to have representation yeah different perspectives i really do feel like that you I, should, think, like... I knew about that but i was never gonna bring it up on Bob. that was never gonna be like the yeah. first thing in your head yeah, where you're yeah. like when i say detoxify you say lemon and ginger oh okay that's fair too yeah, that's kind of love me some oh, lemon ginger. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm drinking most nights it's good for the immune system is there like an official goodbye thing that we can say in unison oh what's Stay... the, what's the like May you stay. Po- may your attitude be positive and your test results be negative. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I'm sad that the I thought I'm sad there was technical difficulties because I feel like it cut off some of the conversations. But but you know, there's some diamonds in the rough there to be found. <laughs> All right. Good night, Paul. <laughs> Bye, Paul. Looking at it now.